I am a singer. No, I'm not professional. Don't worry. I'm just a singer. I'm one of those people that sing all day long. And most of the time, I don't even know that I'm doing it. When I wake up and I really want to get on my children's nerves, I sing really loudly. When I'm getting ready, I sing. When I'm at work, going to work, and thinking about what I have to do, I just start singing or humming. I can't help it. And my family has to say, oh, you're doing it again. (laughs) Can you stop? For some reason, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm humming or I'm singing. When I'm aggravated, I start to sing a little. When my impatience is going higher and higher, I start to sing. Any kind of frustration, any kind of excitement, any emotion I'm doing, I'm just kind of humming through it. And apparently, this is not one of my family's favorite traits about me. You would think it would be, but it's not. And they say that I have a few default songs that I go to. I don't even realize it, but according to my children, they will tell you that every now and then I just bust out into Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Don't know why. I also like to sing This Is What It Sounds Like When The Doves Cry by Prince. When my husband leaves from work, I actually caught myself this week singing New Kids on the Block. Please don't go, girl. I can't help it. There are songs that I just sing. Have you ever heard of the Oscar Mayer theme song? I know it. As I sing these default songs, there are a few words I know, but I don't even know the whole song. And I have to make up some of the words as I go, depending upon how I'm feeling or what I'm doing that day. I just instinctively and naturally have a few default songs. Likewise, we have default scriptures. We have those scriptures in our lives that we naturally go to without even realizing it. When someone says something, we go, oh, yeah, well, the Bible says. If somebody brings up another issue, say, oh, yeah, well, the Bible says. We have default scriptures. And sometimes we don't even know the words to all of those default scriptures. My husband used to wear this shirt. It drove me crazy. And it was a big picture of Jesus. And it said, I didn't say that. It is funny. And it drove me crazy because sometimes I liked to say some of my default scriptures. And he would say, that's not really how it went, Marion. We have things that we naturally go to. And so if I were to ask you right now what your default scripture is, would you know? What's your favorite scripture? Okay, this is very interactive today, and so I'm going to need us to practice calling out your answers to me. So, what is your default scripture? What do you go to? What is it? Tell me. That is a good long default scripture right there. Nicely done. Okay, give me another one. What does it say? I do all things through Christ. Give me another one. Great default scripture. Give me another one. What's Psalm 91 say? Beautiful. 
guess what? She leads us perfectly into the idea of the Psalms. The Psalms, as a church, that is our default book of the Bible. If we were a higher church, if we did all of the high rituals, I would read you a psalm every week. The psalms are where the church people go to every week for the psalter, for the psalm, for the song, for the melody. No matter what, you probably know some version of Psalm 23. For the Lord is my shepherd. Even if you don't know all the words, you know some point of that psalm. In fact, you know some wording of some psalm, I promise. Because that is what is intrinsically in the people of the church. There is a psalm for almost everything you're feeling. This week, I was reminded by a colleague, a friend of a great book, called The Spirituality of the Psalms. It's by Walter Brueggemann. It's a great read. If you want to read this and you don't want to buy it or you don't have it, you can borrow mine. I barely even wrote in this one, so you can borrow mine. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the Psalms. And to do so, I have asked the one person on campus who is the closest to theology, our seminary student, Ethan. Ethan is in seminary. You've already heard him speak uh, to provide our message January 3rd. He's here to help me out a little bit. He is our intern, and so he knows how to take notes. He knows how to write quickly, and he knows this material back and forth because he's tested on it all the time, so he's going to help me today. Walter Brueggemann talks about Psalms, and in it, Brueggemann says there are three different types of Psalms. There's a Psalm of Orientation, There are psalms of disorientation, and there are psalms of new orientation. In a psalm of orientation, it means you are celebrating. It means things are good, and you are writing a psalm just to say how great God is. Usually, you're going to write a psalm of orientation when you are in a routine, when you're settled, You know what your day is going to look like. You know what life is looking like, and you're enjoying it. But then something happens. Something happens unexpected in your life, and you go to a time of disorientation. And in disorientation, this is a time when something happened, and it made you worry. It made you upset. It made you feel isolated or anxious or depressed or mad or angry and you begin to lament. You are totally disoriented. You're taken out of your comfort zone completely. These are psalms of disorientation. The next is a psalm of new orientation, which means something happened. A surprise happened in your life, and somehow you found a new routine. Somehow you have found a new way to live and a new way to celebrate. That's a new orientation. You're doing a great job, Ethan. And Brueggemann will tell you that you can move in and out of this very easily. You can be oriented one moment, disoriented, and then go to a new orientation all in a day. Or it may take years to, but it's a place where you can go in and out. In my mind, I'm very logical. So I really wanted the first third to be oriented. Psalms of orientation. I wanted the second third to be disorientation. I want the last third of the Psalms 
to be new orientation. It is not logical at all. So I'm going to tell you here, just in case you are wondering, all of the different psalms, the numbers I have written down, but they're all over the place. It's like an orientation could be Psalm 8, Psalm 40, Psalm 109. Disorientation could be Psalm 13, Psalm 148, Psalm 46. They're all over. And new orientation, you can find those all over as well. It's like Psalm number 8 or 7 and then 49 through 58. They're all over the place. And, of course, there are exceptions to the rule, right? But for the most part, every time you read a psalm, all of them, you can place them in one of these categories. One of the reasons why we have so many different psalms, the theory is that at the festival of the new year, a group of people would come together and they would celebrate the new year by having a festival to re-enthrone God as their king for the year. And they would write a psalm to do it. And they would write a psalm about where they are in life, asking for God's help that year as God reigned king. So, Chapel Roswell, we are here gathered together as a group of people the very last day of the first month of a new year. This is our festival. And together, we will re-enthrone God as our king for this year. And we will do so with a psalm. We are going to write our own psalm together this morning. But the kind of psalm we're going to write It's going to be a psalm of disorientation because that is where you have to go deep dive in your faith. It's the psalms of disorientation that holds the most. And we've been through enough where that is where we will write today. So I'm going to tell you what you need to write your psalm. Here we go. You need two parts to write a psalm of disorientation. The first part, you need a plea. The second part, you need to be praising. He's got it, exactly. A plea and a praise. And in the plea, you're going to have to address God. You need to give God a name, whatever it might be. And then after your plea, you're going to have to give your complaint. What is it that you are complaining about today? What is it that worries you? And then you're going to have to give some kind of petition, some kind of motivation. Well, if you do this, then I'm going to do that maybe. Or if you don't do this, it's going to look bad because of this. So in order to protect yourself, God, you're going to need to do this for me. And then we move into praise. That's doxology and praise. And think about this as kind of the most crucial part because it's a reminder of God's steadfastness. Okay? Plea and a praise. To give you an example, we're going to put Psalm 13 on our screens, and we're going to read this together. This is a psalm of disorientation, and you can look for the different parts. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? 
Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have prevailed. And my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in my salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Did you see all the different parts? The plea, they addressed God, we'll see the whole thing, as, O oh Lord. The complaint, I feel forgotten. How much, more, how much longer will I be without you? There's sorrow in my heart. My enemies are trying to take over, and you need to come help me, or I'm going to die, and they're going to rejoice, and it's going to make you look like you're not my God, Lord, so you've got to help me out. But then in the end, I trusted in you, and here you are. You have dealt good with me all the time. I'm going to give you another example while your brains are thinking about what you're going to write. Here's another example. My daughter Clara, she fell down a few days ago, and without even knowing it, she gave me a praise, a psalm of disorientation. She fell down, and she said, Oh, Mom, Mom, where are you? Mom, you're leaving me here to bleed. Why aren't you coming to help me, Mom? I bet you're with my other brother. You're always with him and not me. Why are you there? It makes you look like a terrible person. Mom, help me. I can't move. Oh, Mom, thank you so much for the Star Wars Band-Aids. You do listen. You do love me. You were with me the whole time, helping me even when I didn't know it. I love you. See, it's a praise of disori- a psalm of disorientation. So you have a scriptural example. You have an anecdotal example. Now it's your turn. Are you ready? If you are listening at home, if you're watching this right now, if you're listening on a podcast, you can still do it with us. If you just scream loudly, we probably will hear you. So let's write our psalm. How will we address our God today in our psalm of Chapel Roswell? What will we say? I've never done this before, so y'all got to help me out. How do you want to address God? Our Savior. Savior. Any other words of God? Divine. Divine. King of Kings. Anyone else? The one who cares. Most high. Creator of the universe. These are good. You're doing great. All right. Oh, Savior divine, King of kings, you're the most high. You are the creator. Now, what are you going to complain about today? I know, it's so fun. And here's the beauty. I'm going to tell you this while you're thinking about what to say. This part, the complaint part, can be anything you want it to be because God can handle it. If you are mad, put it on here. If Our government. Our government. What is COVID. Put COVID. I'm complaining about COVID. It's a rainy day. Did you say Homework. Whoever said that, yes. Virtual learning. Y'all do know we're going to write this and like have it all year with us, right? I'm so excited. 
mask, social distancing, loss of outlets. You have to say it like that too. <laughs> That's good. What is it? Shortages. What is it? Coin. I cannot hear. Coin. It's the mask. Coin shortages. Lockdown. Running out of clothes. <laughs> Anything else? Businesses are closing. Quarantining. Equal treatment. Racial inequality. I think one of you said that, I'm sure. Job loss. Social, mental illnesses. All right. Aches and pains. I'm tired of those. Okay, we have a lot of pleas. Okay. Uh, we might have to scoot our praise area down. <laughs> okay. All right. So now that we've complained, what do we need? What are we looking God, what are, what are we asking God to do about this? Patience. Patience. Fix it. <laughs> Fix it. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Guidance. Give guidance. Peace. Kindness. If God doesn't do this, what's it going to mean? A light at the end of the tunnel. Healing. Strength. You, you're doing, I mean, this is a lot, Ethan. You've got a lot to write. I've, strength. Fix it. All right. Understanding. Okay. Anything else to add to our list of complaints or petitions? To hear us, for God to hear us. Do you feel any other burden that you need to put on here? Courage. Okay. All right. So, anything else of motivation? Wisdom? Y'all have already naturally, I want you to understand what you've done. You have naturally gone from your complaints to your praises almost. Your language has already begun to shift. All right? Any more praises? What's a doxology? Provision. He's having to erase a little bit. Okay, provision. What else? All right. So here we have, do we need to add anything else? Are we good? Love. Love. Maybe part of our praise will be love on the bottom. Hope. What are the things that you know to be true? 
What are the parts of God that you know to be true and that you're thankful for? Consistent. He's in control. Okay. Punctual? Punctual. Okay. I like that, Harper. Sovereign. He's always good. I'm thinking about punctual thing. That really stands out to me. Because so much time, right, we always think that uh, we're waiting and waiting, and God always shows up right there in that moment. Punctual. That's a good one. Okay. Are we ready to put it all together? Let's turn this board around, and let's see how our psalm has come out. So we could easily say, O Lord, our Savior, you are divine. You are the King of kings and our creator who is most high. And to you, we give our government. How long will we have to worry? And to you, we give COVID. How long will we have to wait? Lord, we urge you to be punctual and come to us as we're frustrated with mask and homework and socially distancing and learning. God, you are the creator. And so why are things ending? Be with us in the business closures. Be with us for our mental and our physical health as our healer. Be with us as we are losing coins, as we are losing people, as we are losing. And Lord, for many who have jobs, be with them. Don't let them feel alone. How long must they wait? And Lord, the weather is in your hands. Why is it gloomy? Lord, we implore you and urge you to fix it. Come in our midst and show us ways of forgiveness and peace and courage and healing. Because we know, Lord, that ultimately you are kind and you are strong. And we know that you are hearing us. And it is in your wisdom that we find hope and love and we find peace. And so may we trust in the things we know to be good. And may we know your presence will be punctual when we need it and see it the most. That's a pretty good psalm. That's a beautiful psalm. And I want you to know that we have parts of it here on the back. We will continue to write this out because this will be our psalm of the year. And we'll continue to look to God to help us in whatever it is that we have to come this week, this year. And that's really what our goal has been today, is begin to give you a resource, to give you a tool, to give you something to learn so that whatever may happen this year, you have a way to process it and to go through it. Because ultimately... That should be your default. 
Your default system should be immediately to go to God in a song, to go to God in a prayer, to go to God in a melody, to go to God at all times of the day. And we want you to have a resource to know how to do that. And so it could be that one day you're ready to sing your psalm of orientation. But it could be that we need to sit in the disoriented a little bit to find the deepest parts of our faith. And I would suggest that as you begin to live into these psalms, and I would suggest that as you begin to hear things as a psalm as you go, it will help you get to the praise part a little quicker. As a mom, it'd be very easy for me to become defensive or to become upset when my children begin to cry out. But if I hear their pleas as a time of disorientation, it changes the way I parent. I run to them differently. I help them differently. If I begin to hear and see my life as a psalm, I know how to relate to God differently. I know how to speak to God differently. And I can see God helping me in new ways. So I offer this to you today. Whether you do this um, with your family, with people you live with, or just on your own time, this would be a great way uh, for you to spend some time with God. You can also do this um, on a bigger level if you want to look at bigger communal issues or personal issues, I offer this to you. So, whether you are in a time of orientation, disorientation, or new orientation, may we go to God as our default every day. Amen. Thank you so much, Ethan. This is it. You will see your psalm again. And so I want to thank you so much for participating with that fun activity. This is just one of the ways we can respond to God. I want to remind you there are many other ways uh, you can respond to God on this campus. We have so many things happening this new year for you to deepen your faith. We've got small groups. Um, we have different mission opportunities. We have service opportunities and volunteer opportunities all across the community. So we want you to continue to find ways this new year to continue to serve God um, so that all know um, that he is your Lord God over your life all year. Another way that you can respond to is by your gifts, by your giving. You can see the ways on the screen. This is the way that you can give to the ministries and the operating and the work of this campus through Chapel Roswell. So if you would like to give, these are the many ways to do it. And if you want to see some of those ministries happen, you just come to campus. Just come to campus on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday and you will see food going out of the doors every single day as your campus feeds people. We want you to be a part of that. So now, may we also respond with a time of prayer. Please pray with me. Gracious and holy Lord, we thank you so much for hearing us and allowing us to come to you however we are feeling. We know that you hear us and respond to us. So remind us that there is nothing 
that we are going through that you cannot be a part of. Remember that you are a God who strengthens us. Help us to remember that this is the day that you have always made. Help us to remember those scriptures and those words and those meanings that live within us instinctively. And may we constantly come to you for more. In this world, there is a lot of pain. There's a lot of worry and a lot of anxiousness. We ask you to be a part of all of it. And for every person who calls out to you, Lord, today, may you pour your spirit and your blessing on them so they may feel wrapped in your love and your grace. Forgive us if there have been ways that we have not done your will this week and give us new opportunities to see our neighbors clearly and to do better this next week. For all those in our community who are sick or who are in hospitals or who have pains and aches, Lord, we ask you to be a part of them. And for anyone who's feeling lonely, may you nudge someone to be a friend and to call upon that person and check on them. Continue to strengthen us as a community, Lord. And may we always have a song and a melody of your love and grace flowing through us so that all we meet will know you. Amen.